0: Hello and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Be Uncluttered. I'm Tara Tuttle and with me is Rebecca Mazzino and together we are going to help you on your journey to a life free of clutter.
1: Hi and welcome to this week's episode. This week we are talking about babies. We are talking about all of the things, all of the things that we are told we need, all of the things we think we need and all of the things we
0: actually need when we started thinking about babies and talking about babies and stuff, we realized it's a pretty big topic. So we're going to cut it up into a few episodes. So today we want to talk about the things that we that the industry is doing, I guess, to try and make us believe that we need all of this stuff. And then next week we'll come back and talk about what you actually really need for a baby. And then we'll come back in a couple of weeks time to do a third episode on babies and then talk about how to let go of baby stuff when you no longer need it. So we're in the baby zone for a few weeks.
1: Yes. And it's been a while since we were in the baby
0: zone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Especially Although it's funny, funny. The, the reason this came up is because a friend of mine has recently had a baby. So we've been back in the like baby shower, you know, buying gifts, all that kind of thing. A friend of mine has just become a grandmother, so I was talking to her about baby stuff. And so I think even if you don't, if you aren't currently pregnant or don't have a new baby, I think there's a lot of stuff in here which is relevant because we all seem to be in the realm of baby at some point, whether they be our own or friends or family having babies or, you know, at some point becoming grandparents. Mm.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, so it's definitely worth listening to because you can be a helpful grandparent or friend when, the, when it comes to uh, your friends and, and family having babies rather than um, kind of overload them perhaps with with stuff, which is something that we are all prone to do. Tara was telling me about, you know, shopping for baby stuff and I was thinking... <laughs> Oh my gosh, that would be so much fun! And that was the first thought was like, oh, w- I'd I'd like to buy baby things. And so, like, even an old jaded anti shopper like me <laughs> gets excited <laughs> at the idea of buying baby things and like little baby jeans and little baby overalls and stuff like that. So, yeah, we'll um we'll be talking about because we're all we're all a little bit susceptible to the marketing messages that we get. Uh, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, and look, babies are huge business. Like I was doing a little bit of research and I couldn't find a lot of exact stats, but one thing I found out, it's predicted in the US that by next year, 2023, uh, Americans will be spending over $70 billion US per year on diapers or what Aussies would call nappies and wipes alone. Like that's that's just the nappies and wipes. And that's not all that new parents are buying. Think of, like, all the toys and the clothing and the sleep aids, linen, nursery decor, bathing, grooming, feeding. Like, there's so much stuff. And then if you want your baby to actually leave the house, (laughs) there's that whole (laughs) industry of travel and seats and carriers and diaper bags and all the portable feeding gadgets. And there's just the baby industry and the products available is insane. It's really huge.
1: Yeah, and like there is no, there's no right or wrong here. But what we want to do is just get you thinking about the types of things that you will be tempted to buy, or be um, influenced to buy, or consider buying, and just you know. Just think about them in a, in a slightly different way before you, you do all of that, just so that, because the idea, our our stance is that we want to help you simplify your life and reduce clutter and reduce that kind of stuff. So by planning ahead and by watching your purchasing behaviours, you can do so.
0: Yeah. And yeah, like you said, there's no right and wrong. And what might've been right for me or you will be totally different for someone else, but I guess the key is just to be mindful about what you bring into your home along with that baby. Yeah.
1: Like when when I had babies and you and I were joking about this my first baby was born before digital cameras were really widespread <laughs> so it's like a long time ago. I had a friend who was quite a minimalist. I was I was definitely the I need to buy pretty much everything kind of person. And I went into the whole thing, like, knowing the brands of cots and prams and, not, like, having this and that. I didn't actually go as far as having a one of those nappy disposal machine thingies, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that, you can, that it wraps it for you. And I didn't go that far. But I had, like, all of the bits and pieces. And then I had the, – and, and all the clothes. Like, I – and I, I had a newborn that I would – T- change out of a gross suit in the morning and put like clothes on and take her out and then put her back in sleeping gear. And then I had a friend who just left her baby in the same clothes for between 12 and 24 hours depending on how grotty they got. And so she just had the same gross suit on all day and all night and then she got a fresh one when she bathed, bathed, bathed. And or if she got dirty of course like if she spew all over herself of course she got a fresh one but she didn't change her into clothes mm-hmm. and she also didn't carry like a nappy bag and like they used to she used to laugh at me all the time and we're still good friends and she used to laugh at me all the time and say you know like, look at you and your bag and i had everything in it that i could possibly need you know and she would have nothing she would just shove a spare nappy and a face washer into her handbag <laughs> and she's like we're good <laughs> mind you she did breastfeed and i didn't so there was i had that sort of extra stuff i had to carry but like i It was that there was a stark difference there between myself and between my friend and I look back and I kind of think it would have been, I would have, I wish I had have gone that route a little bit and I think the me now would go down that route of the more minimalist and and not sort of worrying so much about having all of the things.
0: Yeah, that's I was going to say there's something that comes with experience, isn't there? Like, you know, I definitely was less... Worried about having all the things when I had number two, but I mm, think,
1: for sure.
0: I mean, babies are so life changing. And when you are like no one, <laughs> doesn't matter how many babies you've been around before, when it's your own, it is so new, and mm-hmm. you feel very vulnerable, and you want to do things the right way. So, um, yeah, I and this is the thing: the baby industry knows this. And they're aware that we want we want to do the best for our baby, you know, like that's mm. taken for granted. But um, when it's not your area of expertise or you haven't done it before, you can't help but listen to the advice that's out there either by other parents or by advertisers telling you that you need this and you need this and this is what being a good mum looks like, you know, um, and we just buy into that. Crazy.
1: So, yeah, there are, it is true that you will need different things to what you own now because you have a baby. Um, However, you probably don't necessarily need the same things that all the marketers are telling you because, like Tara said, they want, they know that we are insecure, they know that we're vulnerable, they know that we lack knowledge in this area. They also know that we're likely to ignore other people around us like me who hasn't had a baby for 17 years someone who has a baby now if I were to say something to them they'd be like oh well that was then (laughs) she's old she hasn't had a baby for years I'm going to instead follow this new mum on Instagram who's my age and I'm going to see what she does instead and I'm going to you know absorb I've watch these, the ads that pop up on Facebook. And I'm going to do that kind of stuff because, you know, so they are, they, the marketers know exactly what the new mums are thinking and new parents are thinking. And so they will, they play to that, um, quite, quite a lot. They, they are very aware that we want to be the best parent ever. And, um, they play on
0: that. Yeah. And one tip, That I would give is that if you or your baby either separately or together are having a bad day or going through a tough stage, and there's always plenty of them going around, (laughs) maybe you're sleep deprived or whatever, just exhausted, try and avoid the temptation to shop your way out of it because it's so tempting in those situations to try and buy a solution um, a bit like sometimes, you know, when people are feeling down, they try and buy their happiness through stuff, but you know, all babies cry, all babies have sleepless nights, you know, like that's part of the the process, sadly, and no gadget is going to make your baby sleep through the night magically, you know, it's a, mm. it's a, it's a process. And so the, and the problem is when we're tired or emotional, we're so susceptible to advertising And it's even harder these days because we think we're not watching um, ads when we're on social media, but Mm, the influencers are are still pushing products Mm. on us. So even when we think we're not paying attention to ads, that messaging is still coming through. So yeah, just beware. If you're feeling particularly fragile, avoid that temptation to shop your way out of the problem.
1: I have a friend who's been going through this uh, she has uh, a th- three month or two month old two and a half three month old at the moment and she reported to me that she went on a spending binge and that she's found it very hard not to do so and the thing that has affected her the most has been isolation and because of the whole COVID thing and having a newborn and all of that she's spent like 90% of her time at home. She's even had the nurses come to her, that kind of stuff. So she's not actually getting out and she's feeling isolated and sleep-deprived and sort of not herself anymore and shopping was one of the things that she found she was getting really drawn into and she was aware of that and we had a chat about it and I think that she's sort of finding her way out of that, but it was something that she really – got deep into for for a little while there and it was because she was particularly vulnerable
0: Mm. and look I started to do a bit of digging because I don't have a degree in marketing I don't know exactly what the strategies are but there are hundreds of websites online with marketing suggestions for selling baby products and so I picked a few and had a read through them and I guess I wasn't I wasn't surprised, but I was kind of cranky because I'm thinking, come <laughs> on, new mums, mm-hmm. like it's hard enough. Or new dads, parents generally, it's hard enough with a new baby without people <laughs> strategizing how to sell you more stuff that you don't need. Um, mm-hmm. So a lot of what they, I'll run through a few of the things that they said, the um, common things. So naturally, the first point was always target the purchaser. So often it's mum. Or generally, the primary carer role. So it could be dad, um, or it could be another parent or or grandparent, depending on what the product was, and make it. You know, they suggest to make it really identifiable. So it's no surprise that when you watch these ads, they they've done their research. They know what you look like. <laughs> they know that you've got a messy bun and that you're still in your pajamas <laughs> from three nights ago. They know that your house is a mess and. You've got bags under your eyes because you haven't slept and you're exhausted and you're craving chocolate or coffee because, you know, you've got low blood sugar, whatever it is, and you want a happy baby. So they've done all that research. So they appeal to you as a purchaser. They, they've they recognized what your life is looking like. So it's no, it's no coincidence that, that that's the image they're using then they go in with safety. So safety is usually listed as the number one thing that baby products can push because as new parents, the biggest concern is safety. So while, you know, Beck and I aren't suggesting at all to ignore genuine safety advice, use common sense and do your own research. So depends, you know, if people are saying, buy this because, um, you know, your baby needs to have a pacifier that's got um, this particular handle or it the pacifier needs to be clipped to their rompers with this type of clip because regular safety pins are not safe for children anymore, just be a bit savvy about it and go, really? Is that, ca- is that the case? Do I need that? Can I get some other opinions to verify that? And it may it might turn out that, yes, that's a safety product worth having. But there's a chance that it's just spin to lure you in. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like
1: when... When um, things started to get labelled as gluten-free in the supermarket, when they were actually naturally gluten-free in mm-hmm. the first place, and so they've got like this big gluten-free sign on them, and it's like, yeah, they're potato chips. Of course they're gluten-free, like they're plain potato chips. Or, yeah, they're eggs. Of course they're gluten whatever it is. Yeah. But, you know, they've got this big sign on them that says gluten-free, and it's like, Yeah, dairy-free dar-
0: yes. strawberries wow <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's the thing like and so they do they'll do that as well with with these things they'll be like you know it's extra safe and you're like well yeah, yeah
0: nappy is that's, generally pretty safe yeah. I yeah
1: <laughs> yeah so yeah be be careful that you're not just um that it's not just spin yeah yeah
0: so then after safety um one of the biggest i guess priorities As a marketer is to promote ease. They want you as a purchaser to desire the the idea of life with a baby being really easy. So they offer (laughs) suggestions of how much simpler and hassle-free and possibly even enjoyable parenting will be if you have this product or this gadget and Mm -hmm. all your troubles will be magically solved. And it's not just what they're saying like there's no coincidence that the scenes are light-filled you know like the houses are tidy there's more filters used on the parents so there's less wrinkles on their faces there's no dark (laughs) eyes Um, there's calm music they like they are very very clever at luring you in and you can't help especially if you're in a bad bad way or having a bad day looking at that going yep I'll take that. I'll take the whole package. I want the clean mm. house. I want the calm music. I want the happy baby. Yeah, and, and it's th-
1: unconscious though. Like oh. we don't even we don't even realise that's what we're thinking, mm-hmm. but we do.
0: Um, and then one of the other tips, which is probably no surprise, is to use influential mums online because, like you said, Beck, you know, people are pretty savvy these days about advertising generally. But we trust other mums, especially if they're mums um, that we've followed for a while. And so when those mums online are sharing products that they love, we trust that mother more than we trust the brand. Mm. The thing we need to remember, though, is they're often paid partnerships and the mum or the dad or whoever the influencer is, is just the middleman or the middle person in the in the version of a familiar face selling that stuff to you on behalf of that brand. So I've got a friend who was a mummy blogger and she is very successful and a lot of the stuff that she was talking about online, she wasn't paid directly by the brand but she was gifted stacks of stuff. I'm talking Mm. loads and loads and I would go around and visit her and she'd always have new outfits for her kids, new um gadgets and new uh what are the like teething rings and everything I'd be like Mm. wow these are you know and also like more than she could handle so there were often ones that she didn't open and she would just donate um but so then in all of her pictures um her babies were always using things and people would say oh where'd you get that or what do you think of that Mm. and occasionally she'd find something that she really loved and then she'd write about it but it always made me think well you wouldn't access all this stuff you wouldn't use all this stuff if you had to go and buy it all yourself Um, Mm. and so I think it's just having that awareness that not every mum while you can possibly trust the mum you you have to understand that that's not in most cases they're not just telling you that because they love a product it's some form of partnership going on in the background yeah and also they don't get
1: followers without Careful curation of what they post. Mm. So they're using filters. They're using particular environments. They're making sure their hair looks awesome most of the time. There are the alternative life is tough reality um, influencers, but a lot of them have the perfect hair uh, and you know all of that kind of stuff as well. And even though they're not, they might not necessarily be pushing particular brands, uh, or they're very open about when they've got a, a paid relationship which is awesome they are still curating that whole environment and that life the products aside and so that influences you a little bit as well um because part of you wants to be just like them
0: Mm. so another thing they say on the marketing websites uh when selling to new parents is to infiltrate online forums and Mm. i was not aware of this i must say i was a little bit shocked so it suggested one of the websites I read said, have a person from the brand create a fake identity and become involved in online forums and chat groups to pose as a sympathetic or like minded, exhausted, struggling parent with the same problems and then offer the product as the solution that worked for them. So I was like, oh, no. Because you think mm-hmm. you're on, you know, say a Facebook group and you're chatting with a fellow struggler, but. It might just be a yeah. you know 19-year-old media
1: intern yeah
0: <laughs> boy that's never seen a baby before who's <laughs> trying to sell me some jolly jumper to keep my baby happy while mm. I have a shower in the morning and it's like i don't know that really riles me i'm like i'm not okay with that mm.
1: yeah it definitely it's definitely something that it makes sense when we say it to do that they would do that but it just seems so wrong.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like
1: um but I can see why they would do it because they're interested in selling and and like you said we listen to other people the same as us in the same situations um or we listen to people who have had uh, similar experiences to us um or are going through similar things and so it makes sense that they would do that but it sucks.
0: Yeah. Totally sucks. I feel violated <laughs> knowing that <laughs> I've probably I know, well, got solutions I, I've, from people that weren't I know, real people. Well,
1: now I'm thinking the same. I'm thinking like about groups I'm in. Mean, I'm like, what is there any groups I'm in mean, that might be doing that to me? Um, but I can't really think of any. Uh, but it made me think for sure. Mm.
0: So then there's things like targeted advertising, which I'm sure, and cookies, which I'm sure we've all experienced before, um, when you go on and have a look at something online and then you notice those ads seem to pop up perfectly and all the solutions <sighs> to our problems pop up in our feed or or you just talk about it
1: and it turns yeah, up
0: yeah that's weird
1: it's so weird and it, the thing is there's no evidence to prove that it listens to us but anecdotally like how can you not but like there is everyone has a story everyone has a story mm-hmm. of talking about something and then it turning up on their their Instagram feed 3 hours later yeah everyone has a story about that and it's just except my husband who thinks it's a crock, but that's because he doesn't use social media. And so I tell him that he has zero credibility when he says that's a crock if he doesn't use social media. <laughs> I'm like, if you use social media, what happened to you? And then you would know what we're talking about. Yes. But anyway.
0: Um, product placement is another common uh, strategy for marketing people in um, the baby product zone. So placing the product uh, in a TV show The brands will pay um, to have reality TV stars or even fictional dramas use and display their products and they're just trying to get exposure and, yeah, the more you see it and see other people that you have some kind of connection to using something, uh, the more you start to trust that brand or that product. Mm Mm-hmm. And another thing they do is they make it
1: super easy to buy. And this is the difference between when I had a baby and now is that you couldn't buy stuff online easily when I had a baby. Uh, my phone didn't have internet on it until my daughter was at school, I think. Um, and so like there wasn't uh, the ability for me to sit there trying to rock her to sleep, scrolling through one-handed buying a rocking machine you know um it just wasn't wasn't possible so but now it's just so easy online on your phone it's just done Like it's, it just takes you you know 20 seconds to buy something um and then probably less than 24 hours for it to be delivered and so it's you know they this is what they do: is they make it as easy as possible because they know that it needs to be easy in order um, for a stressed out new parent to actually, you know, get around to buying something.
0: Yeah, and some of the four or the, not the forums that I was looking at, some of the uh, suggestions on the pages that I was reading was to make the clicks so simple, or you know, really easy to follow the bouncing ball from an influencer's page to click on the item. Mm-hmm. Um to click on, you know, next day delivery and buy now, you know, ideally less than 5 clicks so that parents could almost do it on autopilot was the words that they used mm. and I was like, no, mm. like no. we don't want to be buying on autopilot. That's it's just not on.
1: Yeah. No. But yeah. So yeah, they 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 know what how we they know what makes us tick. They know how to get us to buy. Um, so we need to be aware of that as you are going through this process of thinking about buying things for babies being aware of just how well they know us and how they use that knowledge to sell to us things that we don't necessarily need it's it's really important to understand that at least at least we've got some at least just have some awareness we still might fall for it all but just having that awareness can make maybe some of the purchases we make a little bit more intentional
0: yeah and I guess you can combine a few of the things that we've talked about in other shows like when you're tempted um put it on a list or take a photo take a screenshot of it and give yourself 24 hours or give yourself a you know set a limit if it's Less than thirty dollars, come back to it in two days. If it's more than thirty dollars, come back to it in a week and see if you still want it, and you still need it, you know. And then that just kind of puts a little bit of space between you and that purchasing decision, which could kind of slow down the consumption. And I guess Mm
1: -hmm.
0: understand, especially if you've—I mean, I've been there, I've fallen for all of that business. I had, I had (laughs) the nappy thing where you put the nappy in and you turn it, and it it automatically
1: wraps it.
0: Yeah, I fell for that. I have one of them.
1: And I didn't quite it I couldn't I think either I didn't fall for it I can't remember either I didn't fall for it or it didn't get past me. <laughs> <laughs> he must have just said, "We you don't need that." Yeah, so one of the one of the, we didn't end up with one, but I definitely remember them. So they were probably on my on my radar <laughs> at some point.
0: Yeah. And And that's the thing, like, I don't think anyone is immune to it completely, but Mm -hmm. like you said, having that awareness um, is pretty key. So next week we will come back with a list of some baby essentials that you can buy yourself or buy for others or give as suggestions if it's baby shower time, some of the, the key things that are important, not just from our point of view but from other people's as well and um, and we'll talk about that but in the meantime if you have uh, been sucked in by some good baby marketing or you've got a good story about it come and share with us in our Facebook community because um, I'd love to read some good stories about things that have people have felt compelled to buy after they've they've seen something or maybe something you've bought that didn't live up to the hype so um, come and share with us there and then we'll be back with you again next week
1: Thanks for joining us. We'd love it if you'd leave a review or tell all your friends about us so that they too can be uncluttered. If you would like to connect with us, you can find us at beuncluttered.com.au or on social media or on our own websites at rebeccamazino.com.au and basklifecoaching.com.